Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. And stop me if you've heard this before, but the Blackhawks played three games and they lost three games. So I believe that is 16 of 17 games they've lost. And only two of those were in overtime or shootout. So, yeah. Um, well, I, I I know they're all kind of sliding into each other at this point, but the Blackhawks actually lost four games since last time we recorded. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. Losses against Vegas, Minnesota, the Rangers, and the Predators. Blending together. Yes. Uh, especially since, you know, it's four to one, four to one, seven to one, four to two. Uh, none of these games have been particularly close on the scoreboard. Uh, I do think the Blackhawks have played competitive in a couple of the games, but their lack of finishing talent and a little bit of bad luck going against them right now is really uh, hindering their ability to uh, finish some scoring chances. And uh, it's frustrating for the fans. And I think we're starting to see some frustration within the team as well. Um, Patrick Kane in particular. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess if we're being, you know, the last game they did, look more competitive is that a nice way to say against the predators they were at least hanging in there for a while yeah it was certainly a game where the blackhawks generated enough chances to win and they they were definitely not completely outplayed by the predators um we did get a little bit of luck on our side as well as they hit the post a couple of times but the blackhawks also hit the post a couple of times and you know like patrick kane had 10 shots on goal um or, or 10 shots at the net. I think it was like eight official shots on goal or something like that. And, you know, he hasn't scored. It's been a long time since he scored. I think he's been stuck on four goals for a long time. And when you consider that, you know, the leading scorers in the NHL are like around 25 right now, mm-hmm. uh, I think you can understand why um, Patrick Kane broke his stick over the boards at the end of the game. So, and it, you know, and we- as you were kind of talking about last week, the game's picked up offensively around the league the past couple of years. So, yes. Yeah, we have, uh, I think it's like a dozen guys on pace for 100 points right now, or 10 guys, something like that. And we've got, I think it's like a half a dozen on pace for uh, near 50 goals. So, it's definitely not the same environment. You know, like when the Blackhawks were winning Stanley Cups, um, I think the the goals per game have gone up like a half of a goal since then. Um, but right now, the Blackhawks are the lowest scoring team in the league. And, you know, the game against the Predators, I believe the Predators are the second lowest scoring team in the league. So that was, you know, kind of an opportunity for them to maybe get a win or at least a tie or something. But it just it didn't happen once again yeah i mean at some point you think just the fact that you're playing a whole season you're eventually gonna have to win even the worst yeah win games but yeah i mean even the worst teams aren't gonna consistently lose four oh to the 14 straight games or something like that and i it, this was actually the first game that they had a lead in since they 
beat the Rangers like three weeks ago or whatever it was four weeks ago. Um, that's, that, that's not usual. Uh, you know, that's that, that even for the worst teams, that's, that's something that just doesn't happen very often. So at some point, the puck luck's going to change a little bit. I mean, we even saw that a little bit on the two goals that they did score against the Predators. Um, one of them was a double deflection off of two Nashville guys, and the other one was a deflection off of a Nashville stick. Yes. So eventually some of that's going to kind of turn around, and, uh, you know, Patrick Kane's not going to get stuck on four goals forever. Um, you know, the, the power play has been, been scuffling for the last five or six games, but they're still a top 20 power play in the NHL. So eventually that's going to turn around as well. You think? Yeah. But I mean, with Kane too, it's just, he's just surrounded by, he's got nobody. Right. Him that can, you know, facilitate him. Like he, when he had to bring it, but even like before that, even before to bring it, there were always guys that were facilitating Right now, the the Blackhawks always had a few or more top six talents on their roster, um, even in the years where they haven't been competitive since the last cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, Skill was never particularly the the issue. It was speed and toughness and depth. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they were always able to, to field a pretty decent top six. That is no longer the case. Patrick Kane is arguably the only top six player that they have on their roster. Yeah. Um, I think Taves and Domi are kind of borderline second, third line type talents. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's there's nobody that they have on the roster that's capable of playing at Patrick Kane's level or even close to it. And that's got to be frustrating for him. And I, to me, that's it, it, it's the reason why I still do expect a trade with Patrick Kane. Um, well, I would think the odds of him getting traded have probably gone up, but just the frustration level that he's demonstrating to everyone to see. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a very competitive player. He likes playing with talented people, and I mean, I know he has the opportunity to, to, to pick his destination in the offseason and not have to go through all the trade stuff and disrupt his family, that sort of thing. But I just I cannot see him wanting to sit out another playoffs and play out the string in this environment. It makes, it makes too much sense for him not to go to like a Boston or New Jersey. Yeah, I, I know his numbers are down, but he's still Patrick Kane even if he has lost a little bit, there is so much respect for him around the league that if he does become available, there will be multiple teams interested. And it's just a matter of how many teams would Patrick Kane be interested in. But I mean, if, he, if you put him on a line with like a Bergeron or someone like that, he will produce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Boston is a perfect fit for him. I would actually, um, I'm not sure if I was Boston that I would, uh, break up that, that top line of theirs with Pasternak and, and Marshawn. Um, but, you know, Patrick Kane, you know, during the, the cup years, he was technically the second line. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably his best role at this point in his career right now is as a second line playmaker. Um, you know, he's not going to drive play five on five anymore, but, 
boy, you get him on a second line and he's not going up against the other team's best defenseman. He's going to have a little more time and space and you give Patrick Kane even a little bit of time and space and he's going to find the passing lanes. We know that. Um, you know, so even if his goal scoring never really picks up again, uh, he's still going to create chances for your other players and he can still produce on the power play. So yeah, um, trade him to the Rangers and come <clears throat> up with Panarin on the power play. Again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there, I think there's still uh, several um, teams on the East coast in the, well, I shouldn't say East coast, just Eastern conference mm-hmm. where he would be a very strong fit. Um it's just a matter of, you know, does he believe he's a fit for them or is he going to say, boy, if, if I am going to get traded, I'm only going to go to this spot because that's the team that I think has the best shot at a title. So, you know, that might be Boston, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and if that's the case, then, you know, that um, probably drives the price down a little bit, yeah, but, yeah, average, then. Um, you know, we have, I've brought it up before. It's the same agent for Patrick Kane that there was for Claude Giroux mm-hmm. um, at the last trade deadline. Giroux also only allowed one team. He wanted to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. And Florida was still managed to get a first-round pick and a little more out of it. Um, that, to me, is my expectation for the Patrick Kane trade is he's probably going to limit them to one, maybe two teams. And so that's kind of the return that I'm expecting. But I'm holding out hope that, hey, you know, maybe there will be three or four teams involved. And if that's the case, maybe you do get two first-round picks, something like that. Yeah. So I guess some other news. Um, Soderbloom got sent down and Staylock was activated. And, I mean, like you were saying at the start of the year, it's probably you wanted Staylock to get – to be the backup and Soderbloom to get playing time in the AHL. So yeah, absolutely. I think this is for the best. Um, Soderbloom showed in many games that he has NHL caliber talent. He's just not quite consistent enough right now, especially against such a behind such a porous <laughs> um, team uh, that uh, I think he's continues to be best suited Um playing in the AHL in front of a good team or behind a good team, I should say. And, you know, just getting NHL opportunities when injuries strike. Uh, so, yeah, I would expect Staylock to start next, the next game against Columbus. Um, they've, they've ridden Mrazek, uh, I think in three of the last four games. So seems like they'll want to get Staylock back in there. Which I guess if it can, it might make things even worse. If it's, I if stay like, unless, you know, you know, he was playing well before he got injured. So, you know, you never know, maybe he can recapture a little bit of that. Um, you know, Mrazek is certainly struggling. Yes. Uh, I know his numbers are among the worst in the NHL, which is kind of by design. <laughs> you know, we, we discussed this at the beginning of the year, the, the, the Mrazek stay tandem is more or less meant to be a leaky faucet sort of thing. It's working very well. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Staylock was, they they were able to ride a hot hand there at the beginning of the season with him. He was responsible for a few of the victories um, in those first 10 games. Um, so, you know, maybe he gets hot again, but I, 
he also got fairly lucky in some of those games. So, yeah, I'm not expecting any miracles out of this goaltending tandem. And from what we've seen, not only this year, but in recent years past, I, I think the expectation is that at some point, one or both of them are going to get hurt again. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny because we've talked about this, that the Blackhawks will get worse when they trade away people. Say, but at this point, I don't know if you can get worse. I guess they'll just be the same. Will they lose by even I mean, record-wise, I wouldn't expect them to get worse. This is kind of the type of record I expected after they traded Kane and, and Taves. But, uh, yeah, you know, but at the other side of this coin is the Blackhawks don't really have much in the way of trade material. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Kane. Taves, it's completely dependent on how he's playing at the deadline and whether he wants to move. I don't know that you're going to get much for Domi or Anthony Ciu. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at third, fourth round picks probably. Anthony Ciu has been a disaster. So Yeah. All right. Well, I guess now that we're going to take next week off, of course, for the holidays. So we have a few games to go over before we uh, leave you. So, Michael? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously the NHL takes a bit of a break as well so they do have a game uh, tomorrow night uh at home against the blue jackets uh obviously the blue jackets are still a pretty beat up team not uh, doing so well in the standings so that's another potential opportunity like the predators to maybe see the blackhawks get a point or two break this losing streak because uh, then it gets a little bit more difficult they go on the road next week against carolina um, and that's obviously been a disastrous matchup for the Blackhawks for the last couple of years, then at St. Louis, and then they follow up with a game at Columbus. So, you know, uh, you, you just hope that they can get something out of one of those Columbus games. And then on New Year's Day, they play the Sharks. And I believe that, is that like a, that's not like a, a winter classic game or something. So oh, I, don't, no, I don't think so. On January 2nd this year right okay so yeah you know so there's a few opportunities with the the columbus games and the san jose game um you know so hopefully maybe they can get a little bit of progress break this losing streak yeah or something insane happens and they beat uh carolina or st louis which would just be funny yeah I, I would certainly not expect it in the Carolina game. Um, I, I, I think the typical three to zero or four to one score that we've been seeing that against the good teams is is pretty uh, a pretty good bet in that Carolina game. I did appreciate, by the way, that um, the Rangers were highly motivated by their loss to the Blackhawks in New York and uh, yeah, mess around when they uh, played the Blackhawks this week. Yeah, we we discussed that as a possibility in the last episode. And, you know, the Blackhawks did keep it close for a while. Um, I, I will give them that. But uh, the, the the Rangers stomped on them in the third period and really broke that game open. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be – there might be a win in this upcoming stretch. I mean – I gotta think they're going to break through. Like I said, the, the, there's just been too much bad luck going against them. And eventually that that's going to turn around and, you know, 
Patrick Kane's going to have a three point night or something like that somewhere along the lines here. You know, Jonathan Taves is going to score two goals and it'll, the streak will snap. Yes. At least we can hope. Yeah. It'll be a holiday miracle. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, so yeah, we'll just talk to you in the new year then, I guess. Yeah, in 2023. Um, yeah, and of course on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm FTH85. You can get the podcast on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify. And yeah, we'll be back next year. And maybe the Blackhawks will have won a game. We can only hope. <laughs>